What's going on, people? It's your boy, Lewis. And it's your boy, Gibby. (laughs) Welcome to the Halloween edition of Have a Listen. Yes. Um, Today, we're going to talk about current events, Habs news. Have the Habs finally filled the center position? Jesperi Kotkaniemi, he's here to stay for now. But what can he do to stay for good? Girl LaFleur, Gibby, she's back. Yeah, she's From the back. wonderful city of Buffalo. And uh, she's going to have a thorough, we're going to have a thorough roundtable discussion. Gotta have it or trash it is back. And there's just so much more. Uh, but before we get into what has happened since we've been gone, we have uh, some uh, small announcements. Yes. So... Obviously, I'd like to just play this music because it's fitting. Yes. So, Gibby. Yes? I want you to share your best and worst Halloween experiences. Best and worst Halloween experiences? Yeah. The best ones, uh, there was a time in my life when I was a delinquent. And uh, I used to go around trick-or-treating at the age of 17. So I was wearing a Halloween costume, and there was a couple other delinquents yeah. that tried to jack my candy. <laughs> yeah, that's a common thing. And I turned around, and guess what? It didn't happen. Me and my friends, we jacked theirs. Oh. So their stuff went failure. Their jump went failure. <laughs> uh, that was my best one. My, my terrible story, you want to hear mine? What? I decided to go out with a shopping bag. Mm. Okay. Ooh, I already know where this is going. Not shopping bag, garbage bag, sorry. Yeah. And didn't realize there was a little hole. Yeah, so and everything just went. I was leaking candy all the way got, home. See, that's <laughs> rookie. You got to go with the pillowcases. <laughs> yeah, pillowcases. You know, I thought garbage bag is huge. What else? Yeah. You got a better one? You got a good one? Yeah, that was my good one. Uh, my worst one is, uh, I don't really have a worst one, actually. Actually, no, there was a time where people like weren't giving out candy that much. Like, every yeah. house was like... Shut down, so we didn't get that much candy. I only got like half a bag. Half For, a you know, one bag. thing I, I feel like it, it like seems to like always rain on Halloween. So yeah, it's I've had a lot of exp- weather. I had a lot of experiences in the rain. Another announcement is, man, uh, Gibby and I, yes, we won our football pool. Boom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're rich. But uh, so did 2,000 other people. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we have to like, we got like, what, 280 bucks to split between three people. Yeah. So it's like 80 bucks. No, no big deal there. It wasn't the best. Um, Gibby, you have a Movember announcement. Yes. All right, guys. So for those of you that don't know and don't have me on any social media, Make sure you follow me. So Instagram, it's at Andrade2391, A-N-D as in dog, R-A-D-E, 2391. I'll post it on my Twitter. And my Twitter is 
at therealgibby05 on Twitter. Uh, I'll be participating in Movember and raising money for men's health, prostate cancer, testicular cancer, um, mental, mental health. health, and suicide prevention. All those great causes this year. And I'm raising money for the cause as well as a lot of our Habs, all Habs team. Uh, I will be posting the link to my Movember and the Movember page sporadically throughout the Movember and progress pics on the beautiful mustache. Um, make sure you follow and donate. There may or may not be a jersey involved of your choice to the highest donation. Keep following this month. Yeah, Gibby's got the smooth Batman face right now. I'm just yeah. I'm cutting off the top part of his face, and I'm just looking at that lip. Yeah, and it looks like Batman. <laughs> you should do the podcast in a Batman voice. Uh, <laughs> what kind of Batman? I brain that? farted there. I don't know what. It, uh, hey, get the Joker. <laughs> Um, okay, listen, last week I was called out by a listener and, and also <laughs> oh, I picked up on a, you out too? no, just be, uh, because of the, the 10 game mark, right? You were mm-hmm. right. You were right. I shouldn't have ever questioned you. I knew it was something like that. I was only one game off. Yes. It's 10 games. Now the entry level contract kicks in. It's, it's a minor mistake. Okay. My mind's moving a, a million miles a minute. Those things it happen. Happens. Um, another mistake I made was I... Just play the clip. Okay, I, I called <laughs> I called Gustav Gustav Olafson Olaf Gustafson, and uh, here's a little a little treat for you guys. You got Olaf Gustafson. You feel that, Gibby? Oh, yeah. Olaf Gustafsson. (laughs) (laughs) Olaf Gustafsson. All right. Olaf Gustafsson. Okay, so that was a mistake, okay? It yeah. was a mistake. I call it him all because of said, you know, these things happen, man. It's just part of the business. It's part of the business, you know? That's why we're not pro yet. But, uh, yeah, so I searched up Olaf Gustafsson, and that's it, it was actually, like, the guy that I got was a lawyer for, like, the cartel, <laughs> like, okay. Pablo Escobar. Not the guy I meant. It's his cousin. Yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> now let's, uh, it's time for us to really get into the show. It's time for what has happened since we've been gone. Since you've been gone. So the Simpsons, man, they're Terrible. getting rid of the character Apu. I don't like it. Your last question. What was the cause of the civil war? Actually, there were numerous causes. Aside from the obvious schism between abolitionists and anti-abolitionists, economic factors, both domestic and international, played a significant... Hey, hey. Yeah. Just, just say slavery. Slavery it is, sir. Yes, I am a citizen. Now, which way to the welfare office? What? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I work, I work. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, a poo. They say that it's like, you know, yeah, discriminatory it's... or... Discrimination or something yeah, like that, yeah, right? Yeah, so it's it's like controversial character is what it was. Man, I'm gonna miss that guy. Okay, yeah. I get it. Character. He's controversial, and I think maybe of... it's because it's not the guy who of he's not really an Indian. He's a different man playing that. 
right? Mm-hmm. Making that voice, it's not really him. I don't know. You know what? At the end of the day, I get it. It's a little bit of a you're walking the line with the stereotypes. But it's gone on stereotypes. So long. Yeah, I get it. But like, if you actually <clears throat> like, he actually gives good advice to a few people. So like, he's a good character. What's gonna happen with him gone? Everyone's gonna lose their marbles. Well, it's not gonna be a Chinese convenience store. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. What's gonna, what's gonna go at the uh, quickie the, mart? The quickie mart. I don't know, man. I don't know. But they, we lost a good one in uh, Apu. Uh, Ty Lu, who was once LeBron's assistant coach, then became the head coach of Cleveland. Uh, now he's officially fired. Yeah. So LeBron gone. Now he's gone. Yeah. Obviously, that he had a job because of LeBron. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Golden State Warriors. Okay, this was pretty funny. I'm going to play the song, but you got to watch the video. So basically, they, they troll Fergie. You remember the national anthem yeah. that Fergie sang? So they troll her by playing the song and like dancing to it in the locker room. The star-spangled banner, Fergie. So we all remember this. Uh-huh. Hey. All right. <laughs> so many remixes. Oh, my God. So, anyway, the Golden State Warriors, they play this song in the locker room, and and they're just vibing out to it. I found it hilarious. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a really funny clip. Everybody go watch that. Um, Cleveland Browns, man, they fired their head coach, Hugh Jackson, on Monday. Yeah, the Browns are the Dude, Browns. the guy had a terrible record. He was like 2-1 and like 30-something. Yeah, it's not very good. It was terrible. He had to go. It was time. Um, Eli Manning it decided to not to waive or not to waive his no trade trade clause uh and he wanted cuz he said he wants to stay in NY like it, it, why is he is Eli holding back this team yeah 100% you got to know when to hang him up and yeah, it's that time like dude you got to go like it's 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 time you got so much talent on that team they need a quarterback yeah uh you, you're done your your playing days are over Eli you just got to know when to hang him up see ya uh, four Jaguars were detained in London for an unpaid bar tab. They don't get guaranteed money. They, the bar tab doesn't get guaranteed uh, <laughs> cash. That's it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But, man, that's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, like, come on, is. man. You go over there with your team and you make headlines like yeah. that. And then your team loses the next day. So now it's all eyes on you. To my eagles. It's unnecessary distraction. It's an unnecessary distraction. Yeah. This is kind of a sad story, man. The owner of Leicester City died in a helicopter crash. Man. Yeah, man, that was like right off, right after liftoff too. It was pretty. Yeah, they like it spun out of control. Um, I guess he goes to the games every weekend in a helicopter or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah. yeah, and it's just man, really sad. So uh, condolences to him and his family. Very sad. Um, the Red Sox, man, they won the World Series. But for Jays fans, I think what hurts the most is Steve. Pierce was the MVP. Yeah. That's we crazy. paid the Red Sox to take him. Yeah. <laughs> they gave him extra money. Like, please take this guy. Yeah. And then he's the MVP. It's rough. Isn't it crazy how the playoffs is always this like 
any in any sport almost, it's always like an unsung hero that comes yeah. out, the guy who scores all the goals. It's not the yeah. superstar. It's just like this guy, like a random player yeah. who just gets hot and gets it done. Yeah, it's like crazy. you say, right? There's the players who get you to the playoffs and the players who... Win you the championship. No, get you through the playoffs. Get oh. me. Come on, man. Okay, sorry. Uh, Charlie Montoyo. He's a new Blue Jays manager. Yeah, I like that movie. You got any information about him? Is he good? Uh, yeah, he's a good, uh, good guy. For what we're doing, what the Jays are trying to do is they're obviously trying to rebuild, and he's a good manager to have along the road. He had a lot of uh, experience with the... I can't remember which farm team, which farm system it was, but he was there. He led them to a few championships. Uh, he did well developing the younger guys in Tampa. So, yeah, uh, he, did, he did well. Okay. Um, Josh Hosang, man, he said that he was my former Calder Trophy candidate. Oh, for he what said it's that? Worth. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he was mine uh, for what it's worth a couple years ago. Uh, he said that the New York Islanders management had their minds made up about him before camp even started. That's rough. And uh, I think the man has to play. He has opportunity. John Tavares left. He had the opportunity to make this team to score. He obviously hasn't showed up. I mean, first he comes on the scene wearing number 66, you know, all eyes on me, hasn't delivered. Listen, kid, get it together, bud. Smart up. Yeah. Nate Schmidt. The man who used PEDs signs a big deal with Vegas. Six year, 5.95 per. You got to give him money or else he's going to have roid rage. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a good player. Yeah, he's all right. I will. Yeah, it's all it's right. It's a little bit of an <laughs> unproven guy. I don't know what's going on with Vegas, man. They're, they're struggling. They're giving money. And they're giving money away to guy, unproven guys. I don't know, man. This is how you, how you get into trouble down the road. Yeah, we'll, we'll see down the road if it handcuffs them. Um, John Tortorella. Calls the new school hockey frustrating and a hug fest. Says he misses the hate. Yeah. What do you think? I love the new hockey, man. I, I miss the, the the crash and bang hockey and the Scott Stevens hockey. But, man, I love I love seeing these kids, the speed and the skill and everything. I, I love it, too. You so. think it's too soft? He says, like, you know, guys are out there talking to each other. He's like, you should hear some of the stuff they say. It's like they're having conversations. It's like, listen, man. After the game, you can go for a beer, but during the game, it's, hey, me against you, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it's more of a respect level now. Yeah, I kind of get where, what, he's, what he means. I do yeah, like me the new too. game. Don't get me wrong. I do like the new game, but I think, like, I've spoke about this before. I think we need to find the balance. It doesn't have to be completely what it was back then. These new kids, they're, not, they're cut from different cloths. They're not like these old hockey players who like to party, drink, and yeah. get on the ice and fierce. These kids take care of themselves. It's healthy. It's a whole different lifestyle now. Exactly. Um, man, NHL has partnered up with MGM with a sports betting agreement. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's, they pretty much want to control the betting. They want to be in control of the data. They want to make it an experience for fans and stuff like that. So They want to rig it? Mm, I don't know about that, but <laughs> they kidding. just they just want to control it, make sure fans are getting entertainment from it, and I guess kind of control the data to, to make sure that nothing funky is going on. Rig the system. Um, Austin Matthews out four weeks with a shoulder injury. It's a different shoulder this time. Oh, man. That guy's a... He's... he's He's known to have his injuries. Well, he's had a few shoulder injuries, um, yeah. even when he was younger. Mm -hmm. And guys are going to come at him, man. He's just a big, strong player who who's, makes guys look stupid. So you know guys are going to target him. So yeah. anyway, I 
pray for a speedy recovery. Uh, Jonathan Quick is having a surgery for a torn meniscus in the knee. Nothing quick about that. Ah, <laughs> don't joke about his injury because I have him in one of my fantasy leagues. And I know it's kind of uh, it doesn't look up. good for him. Doesn't look no, good for it doesn't. Him. So He'll hopefully he gets back soon. for a while. Um, and the Toronto Maple Leafs the other night tie the game with a minute left, or so they thought. The place erupted. The players celebrated, but it was stuck to the side of the net. No, and they lost. Oh, that was pretty funny though. I was watching that. Yeah. And I was like, wow, wow. Now it's time for some Habs news. <laughs> All right, so Carey Price, our man, Carey Price, pats, passes Patrick Waugh for most winningest goalie in style. He did it with a 3 nothing shutout over the Boston Bruins. He's now second on the list, just 24 more games or 24 more wins to pass Jacques Plant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good congrats to Carey. Congrats yeah. to the Carey Price. And we're going to talk about this a little Didn't more in good later. fashion with the shutter. Yeah, that's a big that's a big Love And remember that goal, that offside goal? I was like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so happy. Uh, Shane Weber and David Shlemko, Shlemko are skating. It's good for Shea Weber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, uh, I, I don't really care for Shlemko at this point rude. anymore. That's rude, Gibby. Uh, the Habs players have, uh, Halloween parties. Yeah. Uh, any, uh, costumes that, uh, you liked? I like Deno. I like Deno and his wife. I don't know what Deno's wife was, but Deno looked like that exactly like Harry Potter. So I have I have a list here of the. So you had Carrie was and his wife were Mario and Luigi. Another Jordy good. Ben was Kiss. I think somebody else. I've, oh, I didn't. Uh, Jordy see that was one. Kiss. Max and Tatar were two characters from Monsters Inc. Yeah, that was terrible. Sean Byron were dodgeball characters. That was pretty. Yeah, funny. that was good. Uh, Kotka, Riley, and Pekka were ninjas. Yeah. Uh, Hudon was terrible, man. They were like Hawaiian tourists. <laughs> it was the worst one out of all. Them. I got to see all these. Dano was good. Uh, Sherback and his uh, girlfriend or fiance were uh, Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Delorier was Castaway, and his wife was yeah, Nelson. Yeah, that was yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Drew Ann and Armia were clowns. Uh, Jolson mm-hmm. was an astronaut. Mete <laughs> was Bam Bam from um, Flintstones. Flintstones. That's so, all I got. I think uh, there was more, but I, that's all I got. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. Uh, Who Don loses? I thought all of them did pretty good, but Who <laughs> dude, like I don't know where he got that costume. It's Poor terrible. Houdon. I got to see all that, them. Oh my god! I, after I'm going to show you Who I, like, I didn't see Who like, I didn't trust see. Trust me. Ben. When you have a chance, search it up. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, Mark Bergevin had a presser after ten games and kind of receiving some mixed reviews. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I felt like it wasn't really a necessary presser, but I guess hey, you want to hey, l- you want to do the transparency thing, transparency. Sorry, um, I don't know. He basically just said like camp and exhibition. Let's, let's see. Let's games. see if he comes out the same when you know they're struggling. That, yeah. that's what I want to see. Um, Nikita Sherback uh, shares his frustration of not playing. You know, he came out and said. You can practice all you want, but it's not the same unless you get into a game. He says Claude hasn't, you know, only talked to him a couple times. So he was a little bit frustrated. He's sent down to Laval for a conditioning stint. Yeah. I think they can t- keep him for about 15 days. I was reading something like that. So Without, he, he so should play tonight. Is he able to... I'm confused because if you send him as a conditioning stint, is he able to... Like, because I'm pretty sure he was on a one-way, was he not? Yes, but it's kind of like a little so loophole. He, so okay, there's a loophole. So that's pretty much what they're doing. So my theory theory is they're either gonna prep him to get back into game ready situation and call him up and he's gonna play, or they're 
going to get them ready and ship them out somewhere. Well, we don't really know what their plans are. I don't think they want to ship them out, but it's good to have them play. I think yeah. it doesn't hurt. This is probably the best. If you're not going to put them in the lineup, this is better been, than it's nothing. It's been 10. It's been a month he hasn't played, right? So Yeah. Uh, Max Domi won the Molson Cup for the month. Congrats, Max. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean that was pretty obvious. We knew he was going to win. You yeah. Know? Um... And our last piece of news here was Alex Radulov, okay? He denies uh, media availability before, okay, and after the game. Mm -hmm. And literally guys came up to him after the game, and all he said was talk to Bergevin. Yeah, I thought that was kind of, that was stupid, okay? Nobody guaranteed, like nobody, they didn't know if they were going to send, if they were going to send the media and ask him questions about the contract or any of that. So he's clearly still salty. So I don't know. I'm not, uh, I didn't like how he handled it. It's kind of, but it's kind of a stupid thing to do. He, I get it. He doesn't have to ask questions, but all you have to say was, you know what? I'm not interested in doing an interview here. Just leave yeah, it yeah. that. But he just said, he didn't you know, have ask to say talk to Bergevin, but nobody even asked him a Listen. question regarding Bergevin. He, like, you never know. We know that he, he's never been the most professional guy, but at the end of the day, I don't think he owes anything to the media here, to, to be honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's what I think. Anyway, time to get into the show. The song of the day today is a Foo Fighters Ever Long. Lizzie's back. She'll yeah. be back with us today. Now, let's get into the show. Uh, if everything could ever feel this real forever, Gibby, we hope so. We really do. Yeah. Um, and something that we've wanted forever is for the Habs to have a solid center group. So I ask you, have the Habs finally fixed the longest drought in history, the center position? Okay. We have one big draft. And everybody's already saying we have we've fixed the problem. I think everybody needs to chill out. I think we have the like. Don't get me wrong. We have the prospect depth, but remember they are prospects. Okay, they have the potential, but we don't have any guys that are for sure things. I mean, Domi has looked good. Uh, he looks like he's really setting in and getting comfortable at the center position. We have our prospects are Kotkaniemi, Paling, Olafson, not Gustav. Jacob, I believe his name Not is. Not Olaf Gustafsson? No. Um, <laughs> Suzuki, Evans, Ikonen, and there's also a few other ones that are kind of long shots, but those are the, like, the big-name guys that we're really looking all looking forward to. Um, like I said, they are prospects, and a few are still a little ways away from cracking the NHL lineup. So I wouldn't say right this moment that the center position is fixed, 
but we definitely have a, promis- a promising future. So I think we should revisit this question in about three years, re-ask it, and then I'll let you know. Mm, yeah, I think, yeah, not by any means we're deep. Da- we're not deep that deep down the middle. We don't have any superstars in that position, but I think uh, we have some guys who can do the job efficiently. Yeah. Uh, they're responsible both ways, which I think is something that we haven't had too much. Some guys who can do both. Mm-hmm. Um, face-offs are a little bit of an issue, yes, but I'm seeing slight improvement in that. And one thing you got to look at is th- this group has been tested against some pretty good center groups so far this season. Yeah. So that's something to take into consideration. But uh, it's way too early and way too small of a sample size to jump on that wagon. Like you said, Gibby, down the pipeline, we got Paling, Olofsson, Evans, Suzuki, Eakin, and I mean, we drafted 86 centers in last yeah. year's draft. So I think that this is the best center prospect pool we've had in, for a long time. Yeah. So that's one, that's, yeah, that's one thing I'll say. Um, but I think this team will run into trouble, and the, the center position will be questioned at some point. So I agree with you 100%, especially if injuries happen. Like, yeah. I mean, we don't, the depth is still not there. Um, but I agree with you too. I think that right now it's, it's decent, but I think where, where you're really going to see the changes happen will be in next year or the year after when you start to see some of these prospects come in. Yeah. So everybody relax. It's not fixed yet. Speaking of centers though, Jesperi, Kotkaniemi, Gotkaniemi, Kotka, KK. Uh, his entry-level deal has kicked in. Give me your 11-game report card on the youngster, and what does he have to do to stay past 40? Um, he's looked really good. Like, he's looked very good. Um, I think he what, what he has to... He just has to stay steady. I think he just has to continue to do what he's doing. I think my only knock on him is the mental breakdowns he has. I remember one play specifically against Ottawa that he was supposed to collapse down to the front of the net. One of the D-men went to the corner down low, and he's supposed to cover the net. That's the front of the net. And he was caught out in no man's land, and Ottawa ended up scoring on that play. And I'm not going to completely knock him because he is still young. And the mistakes and the mental breakdowns are going to come with age. when you're younger, you're you're obviously he's new to the NHL. He's gonna the faster pace of of the game. He's gonna make some mistakes still, as long as he's learning from them and continuing to improve. Um, I'm I'm completely fine with him. I think the the Habs are doing this right though. They are gonna take they um they all notice that he is young. He's gonna make mistakes, so they're just gonna be patient with him. Now, at the beginning of the year, I said, I think they should send him back to Finland. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be changing the Are narrative. Are you eating your words now, I'm changing the narrative on my opinion on Kotka, okay? I think in order for him to stay past the 40 games, he's got to stay steady. But I think it would be best for him to stay in Montreal for the full season and learn from his mistakes in-game just like how everybody we were talking with everybody, they all said the same thing. Just keep him there, let him learn. Because every game, I feel like he's getting better and better and yeah. better. So why are you going to take him out of that situation and send him back to Finland? I think you keep him there. And as for my overall report card on him, I'm going to give him a B plus. I'm going to give him a B plus. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's been... Listen, the kid is smart. 
Yeah. He's a smart hockey player. He's got extraordinary vision. His passing is at an elite level. Um, skating and shooting are, are not the greatest yet. If I had to give him a weakness, it'd be that. Um, I don't think it's a huge concern. He's not slow, but he's a little choppy out there. He's not smooth strides. He doesn't have smooth strides. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he needs to refine his shot. Like, he's got the tools. He's got the hands. He just needs to refine his shot. It's still not there. He's he's still fanning on pucks. And you could tell sometimes he's just overthinking the situation. Yeah. So that's something he, he'll gain with, like, overtime and confidence. I think he'll get it. And I think he just needs to establish a good shot and know when to shoot. Um, and I think for him to stay, he just needs to keep doing what he's doing and, and play how he's been playing. Um. Create offense, finish chances, and gain trust from the coaches. Mm-hmm. I think he he's starting to play in, in different situations. I see him getting uh, defensive zone um, face-offs. I see him getting uh, offensive zone face-offs late in games. I'm, I see the confidence slowly building. Yeah, uh, The coaches are starting to trust him more. Now, as long as he plays solid defensively and chips in on the scoreboard, that's all you want from an 18-year-old. Yeah. Look at Bergeron, okay? His first year, 16 goals, 23 assists in 71 games, okay? Eric Stahl, 11 goals, 20 assists in 81 games. Barkov had 8 goals, 16 assists in 54 games. So, listen, the numbers don't have to be astronomical, but obviously point production and defensive responsibility will are signs of a player who's ready. Yeah. So as long as he keeps it up and give him somebody who can finish. That's... <laughs> Yeah, Armia, I think that, that has to be yeah, split up we're, there. and we're going to talk about that later. Um, okay, so that's all we got for now. Uh, it's time for the goat and the donkey of the week. Who's it going to be, Gibby? Who is your GOAT of the week? Okay, my GOATs of the week are the Colorado Avalanche first line. Ooh! Landeskog, McKinnon, Rantanen. They've combined through 12 games a total of 55 points. The closest to them is the Boston Bruins first line of Marshawn, Pasternak, and Bergevin. Or, sorry, Bergeron. Oh, Bergevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he <laughs> They've accounted for 30% of Colorado's goals and have them sitting pretty tied. Pretty tight? They're sitting pretty <laughs> tied for first in the division. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, those guys look fantastic. They look really good. So for that. Yeah, they, they look pretty good. They look pretty good. <laughs> Goats of the week. My goat of the week, David Price. Wow. This dude started the playoffs like he started every other playoffs. A Terrible. loser. Yeah. Couldn't get a win. But he strapped those work boots on. He splashed the water on his face. He greased that glove. Little pine tar on the eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Got to get the pine tar on the eyebrows. Yeah. Keeps a good expression. Um, <laughs> and he went out there, and he had three solid starts, including being the winner in the World Series game. I mean, this guy had every reason to lock himself in his room and quit baseball forever. Yeah. But he battled through, and he earned that paycheck, and he says he's not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. He is my goat of the week. <laughs> Who's your donkey? All right. Uh, I'm going to go on a little rant here. My donkey of the week, and honestly, it's not just this week, okay? The guy is a donkey for life. 
It's Donald J. Trump. All right. He tweeted during the game on Saturday. It is amazing how a manager takes out a pitcher who is loose and dominating through almost seven innings. Rich Hill of Dodgers and brings in nervous relievers who get shell who get shellacked. Four run lead gone. Managers do it all the time. Big mistake. Well, Mr. Trump, first off, that's actually the right thing to do. If you know sports, Uh, considering he may have to pitch again in the series, you don't want to overwork his arm. The bullpen is more than capable of doing so. It just so happened that it wasn't the bullpen's day. Um, It happens in sports. It's pro sports. So that uh, that kind of irked me. But what really pissed me off about this tweet (laughs) was... Just hours before this, there was a mass shooting in a Jewish synagogue in Pittsburgh, okay, where I believe there was 11 people killed. The largest anti-Semitic attack in U.S. history. And you're worried about a baseball game, tweeting about a baseball game. It's just absolutely ridiculous how your country is falling apart. You don't, like, worry about the citizens and the innocent lives lost due to the ignorance, like, due to your ignorance to the true issue in America. So for that, you are the biggest donkey of them all. You are the jackass. I'll give them two. Good. All right, I didn't get so deep with mine. Um, Mine is Mark Borwiecki. Yeah, he's a stooge. So if you all remember after the Habs played Ottawa, right, that time, a couple weekends ago, he called out Gallagher saying, oh, man, that hit was dirty. That was dangerous. In my eyes, it was a clean hit, but whatever. Then after mm-hmm. that game, the game right after that, he gives a dirty, he commits a dirty elbow on Bruins player Vikanen. Yeah. Gets two games for it. Lesson learned, right? Nope. Wrong. He comes out and gets three games for another dirty hit on Cody Eakin this week. Pretty much two suspensions a week apart. The guy has always been a donkey. Don't get me wrong. He's always been a donkey, but this week is extra. So stop calling the kettle black. Look yourself in the mirror. And I know if you look yourself in the mirror, this is what you'll see. A donkey. All right. We are going to take a brack. A brack. (laughs) We're We're going to take take a a brack. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm rushing. It's supposed to be we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You're rushing? I'm going to take a break. We'll be right back. And on the other side, we have Lizzie. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket or the Brandon Beast more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. Lizzie, you're back. 
Hi guys, what's up? Hello. From the wonderful city of Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo. You got any stories for us? How 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 beautiful is that city? I have so many stories. <laughs> <laughs> it's so eventful. Every every time I'm there, it's like new stories. Um, what can I tell you? Um, no, it was actually. I, I don't know if um if you guys have ever been to a game there, but they get really big Habs crowds. Yeah, like really yeah, big. yeah. We have. We lost yeah. though too. My record is not good I've, there. Yeah, I've never seen them win there. But honestly, I, the reason I go is because if you buy seats in the lower bowl and you go early, like the the players usually will interact with the fans because nice. they know yeah. they get such a big crowd. So it was pretty cool. That's literally the only reason I go. But um, I want to say anything. I one one cool thing. So I was sitting like right behind. Our goalie mm-hmm. in what was it? I don't even remember now. So long ago, maybe the second period. No, must have been the third period. Okay, when Domi scored right before Domi scored a second goal, and uh, Niami just like let in a goal, and Domi came on the ice, and I'm sitting right behind Niami, so I see the whole thing, like I can read their lips, and he. Domi came on the ice and he like went up to Niemi and he basically like whispered to him or or said to him, "Don't worry, I'm gonna get it back," and then he literally it was it was a. Uh, defensive zone face-off he literally skated all the way down the ice scored a goal came all the way back down and said to Niami, i told you so like hey, I literally hey, cool. there you so go it's actually really cool you have it our our uh, lip reading specialist lizzie was on <laughs> yeah. the scene and we caught that live you heard it here I, first i saw it happen that's amazing so, unreal yeah, cool. yeah so the city though yeah you enjoyed it some wings some shopping yeah the wings <laughs> That's the other reason I go. Yeah. There we we go. will definitely, all of us, uh, do a have a listen game one day. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's start with last night's game. Let's, uh, let's get your thoughts on last night's game. Gibby, what did you think of last night's game? Um, it was a rough one. I felt like we didn't play the greatest. We were unlucky um, in a few moments of the game um i felt like we took our we weren't we weren't as intense as we usually are and we were unlucky we hit a bunch of posts and just the goalie played well and the refs were just terrible in the third period like and lizzie and i were having a discussion over twitter uh last night if you leave it up to the refs they're gonna fail you. Yeah, yeah. They, they, you won't win a yeah. game if if you're relying on the refs. You got to make sure you're playing well enough that you don't have to rely on the. It's refs. like it's like fighting. It's like pro fighting. Don't ever leave it to the judges. Get the job done. Yeah, exactly. So you don't have to depend on them. Exactly. What about you, Lizzie? What did you think of that game? Yeah, I actually think the refs have been. I don't know. I think they've been screwing us over a few times this season. But I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, and the refing's just been generally crap. But yeah, I don't know. It was kind of a weird game. At points, I thought we were in it. And then at points, I was like, okay, we're so out of this. Um, I think it was just one of those games where a few bad bounces and a few, you know, shitty turnovers and you're just momentum's done and just not looking up. And then, I don't know, I thought Gallagher, of course, you know, the freaking guy like scores at will. I don't even know. He just, it's like he, he, thinks the puck's going to go in the net and somehow finds a way to make it go in. Yeah. Um, so he, you, he, you know, you get a little spark, but then some shitty, again, bad luck, shitty calls and you're right back in, in the, in the dump. So I think that was kind of a character game. I think, you know, a lot of young players, hopefully they learn from that. It's still pretty early on, but I think near the end you saw, you know, 
people's emotions, getting the best of them, and then you just let, let the game get away from you. So that's kind of what I would take away from it, just a learning experience and how you're going to overcome adversity and, and calls that don't go your way. Because I, I agree, you know, the rest are never going to win the game for you. So got to find ways to win and good, good teams and good players always find ways. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think there was a few bad performances. I know we spoke about this last night too, but, um, Lekkonen's penalty was, shot, like was what terrible. was that? That was, that was Pacioretty esque. Like he yeah. learned that move from Pacioretty. I think that was also just so, so deflating. Like that's so deflating, you know, that was you get a penalty yeah. shot. It's like a free chance to, to score. You got to do something better than that. So that I thought was a bit of a turning point and, yeah, it wasn't pretty. Yeah, I think special teams was a killer just yeah, in general. Like, it was just our power play, the penalty kill. I felt like the penalty kill was, like, good at times, but then they make that one mistake, ends up in the back yeah. of our net. A little bit too aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, I, I agree with you, Lizzie, and I, I think this is the result of a young team. They're going to have nights like this. They were undisciplined at times. They were getting frustrated. And I feel like that's what you're going to get from a young team. There's not a lot of vets on this team, right? These guys are learning as they go, really. It's a young team. You're going to have nights like this when you have a young team. The refs didn't help the situation, but you can't blame it on them. We didn't play good enough to to come away with the W. That's how I feel. But it was a tough break. I mean, special teams was really the the story. I mean, that third goal was just a dagger and Lekkonen. And you know when Lekkonen's having a bad game? It's a bad game. It's a bad game because he's usually one of the most consistent guys who's just going out there working hard, making smart plays. When he has a bad game, yeah, you know, you know, things didn't go right. I think one thing too, just on the topic of special teams on on our on our penalty kill, it, like we're getting these offensive zone rushes and we're getting pressure, but then I think someone needs to tell these guys like. You don't need to score shorthanded. That's not the priority. Like, make a smart play because it's so hard to to create offense on a penalty kill. It's not, you know. So I I like it, and I like that that you're seeing that effort, but then you're having all these turnovers, and it's just leading right down the other, you know, right down the ice. Yesterday especially, I think they were trying too hard. They were trying too hard to score shorthanded. It's like, calm down a bit. Just kill the clock. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. And they were doing a good job. It's yeah. just a couple minor mistakes trying to push up the ice and then you get caught the other way. Yeah. So that's something they definitely need to adjust. But that's like an easy fix, you know, I think. Yeah, so and I, like, I, like I said, I think it's just the result of a young team. We're going to have this this year. This team, they haven't been together that long. Mm-hmm. You got new pieces. You got young guys. I mean, yeah. they're going to – it's growing pains. That's what it is. It's growing pains. Yeah. Okay, so another issue, I guess, or kind of, the fourth line of the Habs. It seems to be the biggest issue the team has, has right now. Um, what's the answer for this logjam, Gibby? All right, um, I don't think you guys are going to exactly agree with me, simply because, actually, you and I, Lewis, we spoke about it before. Um, but I think... In order to alleviate the logjam on the fourth line, I think we need to package a few players on the team and get a solid D-man. Um, I think that with that, it relieves some of the extra logjam. Um, like once once all these guys are healthy, like guys like Plecky, once they're back and whatnot, and then we can't lose guys like Sherback to waivers. I know he just recently got sent down, but once he comes back up, if they do, they're not going to have him 
sitting on the bench or in the press box the whole season. Um, they eventually will send him down, and you're going to just lose him waivers because he's got too much upside. Um, I think we can get rid of guys and have a solid set four lines, have the seventh D-man and extra forward, and that's it. We have too many guys, and honestly, even if we trade guys, like, who can we trade? Like, like if we can package, like, a Sherback and who was it that I suggested last time, uh, Lewis? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, I can't remember either. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I wanted to package. Oh, it was Mete because Mete was, having, was coming in and out. Yeah. And I also don't see Mete being a top 40 man anytime soon. Um, I say you package two young guys for a solid top 4D man and with picks, obviously. But I don't know. I think that's something that we can look into. <clears throat> okay, but who is your line? Who's your fourth line? My fourth line with Plecky back and healthy is Delorier, Plecky, and Houdon. Okay. Lizzie, what about you? What do you think about that? Um, so first of all, I don't necessarily disagree with packaging some of these guys. I personally think that if there's a play to, to a move to make, to make your team better, you always make it. I don't, I'm, I'm never in the mindset of we shouldn't be, you know, looking how we can get better. So I don't totally disagree, but in terms, and I agree with the showback thing, I don't think we should lose them to waivers. Um, I think that the problem with the fourth line is they're just it's like the odd man out so they're sticking out because they're not fitting in with the other three lines style of play Mm -hmm. so you have three really solid lines they come out they're skating fast they're working hard and then you got this like fourth line that brings that whole old school nhl we're just gonna take the body and you know it doesn't fit and it's that's that's standing out too much um i don't really understand shaw that guy's one concussion i know you guys spoke about this last time but he needs to change his style of play he's just gonna his career will be over and and one hit so he needs to figure it out if he's gonna keep playing but um i think and again this will probably be an unpopular opinion I think that you need to move Kokaniemi up a line because I think that right now he is playing on the wrong line. And I know we'll talk about that more in a bit. But I think that if you do that, you can move Deno down a bit and he can play. And nothing against him because I think he's been a beast. But I just think, you know, your number one center should be in a Let's be honest. He's just not an elite player. He's a, he's been amazing, and I really give it to him. But I don't think he's that elite elite guy. So I would say if we can do that, then our third line in my mind would be Dano, Byron, Armia, and then our fourth line we can have Pekka, Hudon, and Brigham Sherback. And I think that that can add some speed on the fourth line. Um, they're not going to play a lot of minutes. I think Pekka could be okay centering that line. Um, but yeah, that's that's just my crazy thought. And I know I know that it's a little bit gutsy, but that's my thought. Yeah. I could I can see that, but you know that's not gonna happen. We all we know no. that. No. We know Julianne's not gonna do that. I personally don't mind keeping the top six together. Mm-hmm. I don't mind keeping those two top lines together. I think they've been pretty good. B- those six. Now, what I would do is, 
I would take Armia off the third line. And we need to put somebody there who can put the puck in the net. A guy like Sherback. See how he does. Put Sherback with Kotkaniemi. Put him with Kotkaniemi and Byron. But the problem with that is you still don't know how much of a defensive liability Kotkaniemi is. So you've got to make sure you have somebody out there with him who can backtrack. Well, Byr- can... Byron is a pretty good two-way player. Oh, so you're saying to keep Byron? Keep Byron, yeah. I'm saying keep okay. Byron, take Armia. So I'm swapping Armia okay. with Sherback. On okay. that line, because how many times has Kotka Niemi put the puck on Armia's stick and he can't yeah. finish? Or he'll pass it back or something. Or he, he just can't finish it, and he's finish. Go figure. And he can't finish. Finish but, with no finish. <laughs> like, <laughs> we need to try. I agree with you. Like, I don't know if moving Kotka up is the answer, but definitely giving him a skilled player that's what we need. We've seen his playmaking ability. We need somebody to move up who can put the puck in the net because this guy is just, he's dishing out pizzas. He literally yeah. is. He's setting guys up. He's making beautiful passes, but there's nobody to put the puck in the net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not helping his development either, right? Like, he's not seeing points. He's not... No, I mean, that's a huge confidence boost. Yeah. When, when, you, yeah. when people are finishing those chances, that's huge. I mean... And right now, I just feel like I agree. I feel like it's like we're wasting away the chances that he creates because nobody can finish it. Yeah. And what's the next? He ha- it's because uh, now he's past the nine games, so now it's until I think that forty games. Yeah, it's next is the forty games, and then forty that, games, and then so they what, can send him back, right? That's yeah. The 40 and then what that affects is uh, his uh, free uh, RFA status, so one less year or something like that. Yeah, one or I less think it would two be years. Twenty. Six instead yeah. of twenty-seven or something, and then that way, and then that way he becomes a free uh, UFA sooner. But yeah. I don't think they're worried about that. No, they're not. No. So yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, but I think like we kind of got away from what the question was. The fourth line, like what right. I think ideally, the fourth line. I mean, Pekka and Delorier haven't done it for me. If I'm gonna be honest, like I don't mind keeping Pekka there, but Delorier. I don't know if it was the injury. He's just a little bit too behind. He's not creating enough for me to to be on this team right now. I think he needs to sit. I would much rather have Pekka, Shaw, and Armia on that fourth line and then put Sherback beside Kotka Niemi. That would be my – that's what I would try for one game. You'd rather have Shaw over Delorier? Just because of the style of play. I feel like Shaw can keep up to the pace. And I understand that... Uh, listen, I love Delorier. I love his style. I love the toughness. I love the hitting. It's just right now, he doesn't seem like he's up to speed yet. I don't know if it's the injury. He didn't start with the team. He's just a little bit behind. It's like he's one thought, step behind. Yeah, I thought last night, I think it was the first period. There was one period where he actually, I thought he played probably his best period. He looked okay. Yeah, the fourth line had a couple good shifts last night. Yeah, I think Hudon was a huge game changer last night. Like, he brought that line to life. That's another guy, too. Like, I would even... Because Hudon has played a little bit of center, or even you put Shaw at center, and you put Hudon and Armia on his wings, and Sherback slots into the lineup. Something like that. I just... I don't know. Yeah, Hudon was, like, flying last night. Yeah, he had a fantastic game. He was flying. So... You gotta you gotta capitalize on that and put him with some people who are gonna keep up with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think like like I said, I don't, I'm fine with keeping those top two lines together. I think they're working good together. I just feel like so, those bo- that bottom, the third and fourth line need to go in the blender. Yeah, a little bit. You gotta find the right 
formula there. There's talent there. There's people. You just got to find that right formula. It's there. I'm yeah. telling you. If they can find it, if they mix the right guys, eventually I think they'll have a consistent hockey team. Yeah. And and everyone says you shouldn't, you know, don't change your lineup until you lose. Well, we lost. So now it's time. Yeah. Time for some change. <laughs> yeah. We lost. <laughs> okay. Well, here's a little more of a positive thing. Carrie Price. All right. He's, he's uh, passed some milestones here. And um, is he the best Habs goalie of all time in your eyes, Gibby? Okay. So. I'm going to go out and say, I think winning a cup, the whole, a lot of people always argue, oh, but this person doesn't have a cup or this person hasn't won a championship. I think I'm, I'm not about that simply because winning a cup isn't anything in individual. It's not an individual attribute or achievement. Uh, a goalie doesn't individually win you a cup in the playoffs. I think what counts are the individual awards like the Vesnas and, or yeah, the Vesnas, sorry. The wins, the save percentage, all the stats that are individual. Looking at goalies, and actually, you and I have had this discussion as well before, Gibby. Uh, Gibby, I'm Gibby. Hi. Um, <laughs> You're talking to yourself. Yeah, I'm talking to myself. Uh, we've had this discussion before with uh, Lundqvist and Crawford. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it always, it always, I felt like with your argument, it always came down to who won more cups. But look, when looking at it simply the goalie aspects, I think Carey Price is the best goalie in Habs history, hands down. He's got the credentials. He's proven to be the most valuable player in and out every year, with the exception of last season, obviously posting career lows. And everybody's going to argue. Everybody has the argument of Roy, uh, Roy, Patrick Waugh. <laughs> Roy. Patrick Waugh. Roy, Price. that's disrespect. No. <laughs> Patrick Waugh and Price, okay? So I'm going to compare some numbers here. And then after reviewing the numbers, I'll explain why Price is the better goalie. So Price's career stats, 290 wins, second all-time, 918 save percentage, 2.48 goals against average. Uh, now winning percentage as the goalie for Montreal is 52%. Patrick Waugh's career stats. Patrick Roy, you mean? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, Patrick Waugh's career stats, 289 wins, third all-time, 904 save percentage, 2.78 goals against average. That right there shows me that Price is the better goalie stats-wise. Okay, Winning percentage for the Habs. As when he was the goalie, was 52%. So he won more than half the games for the Habs as well. Um, but now let's look at the outside factors. Patrick Waugh, in his career, had players much, much better than Price has. Uh, Patrick Waugh was also in an era where, in my opinion, the players weren't as skilled and talented as they are now. Plus, the technology to have the better equipment, make the skating, make, like, skate the technology with skating. Sticks with and everything, sticks, yeah. Shots are harder. I think there's a lot more factors now that makes it harder for Price to compete, even, like, to compete. Plus, his teams compared to, to Ro, uh, Waz, again, I almost <laughs> made a mistake. Hey, Roy. Again, um, they weren't as good. So for those reasons, in my opinion, I think Price has done enough to cement himself as the number one goalie in Habs history. But to further cement himself, he needs 24 wins to tie Jacques Plante as the all-time winner. And he could very well do that this season. Or if he doesn't do that this season and the Habs go on a little stinker or he gets injured, hopefully not, we can see it early next season. Wow, that's impressive, Gibby, man. Wow, you did your research, man. I'm proud yeah, of you, bad. dude. That I'm, was pretty good. Dude, I... <laughs> when can, I love... I'm a stats guy. That was so pretty good. I'm always uh, a stats he, guy. Don't call yourself a stats guy. You just okay. You like okay. Just I'm because, a stats guy. Just because you play Sudoku and you like numbers doesn't mean you're a stats guy. I'm a stats guy. Uh, I love Lizzie. These, Lizzie, these types what of do questions you think? I love. Um. 
Okay. Well, just one thing I will say. You have to be careful, I think, when you make an argument that you can't compare the old, you know, the old game to the new game because then I have a lot of people who will say to me, well, then the Habs winning 24 cups doesn't count and now it's so much harder to win a cup and so on and so forth. So I just, I'd be careful of how you make that argument, but I do understand what you're saying and I, I agree. I think it's obviously, you know, very different game. So yeah, if you're looking at it that way, I, I think I agree. I think he probably is the best goalie. I think he's the best goalie ever in the world. I don't think there's ever. No, I'm joking. But he's pretty good. <laughs> you can argue um, that he's the best goalie ever. I yeah. could. I, I think I could. There's a if that's that's a very fair argument. If you're going to look at you know everything objectively, I don't know who else is is really up there. But yeah. um, he's definitely the best know. in I, Canada. That's for sure. We can give him that. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, I I do I do agree though to some to that degree, but I think I I'm still of the belief that you need a cup. I know that that's like I get why people disagree with it, so I get your point. Um, but I don't know to be your not your name's not going to be in the rafters unless you have one. So you're not going to be considered legendary. Um, they're not. They won't retire his number. They've made that very clear. Unless he has a cup, so that's the um, rules. Yeah. Rules are the rules. Rules are the rules. It's happened to many players. Look, I was. I. I really thought they should retire Markov's jersey, but they're not going to. And it's just the way it is. So yeah, I think he obviously looking at his numbers, looking at his play, looking at the teams he's had in front of him. This guy is like not normal. He's clearly the best goalie, but I still think until he has a cup, he will not be considered. Um, and that would fair. be a shame. That's a fair, I think that's a fair assessment. And I think that, okay, listen, Patrick Wall is my favorite, man. I love Patrick Wall. One of my favorite yeah. players growing up. I just love him. I'm, I, I, he's got a special spot in my heart. For me, I'm kind of uh, leaning towards that too. So th- the way I look at it is, I think as of right now, I don't think he'll ever be, considered hands down the greatest Habs goalie. You can make that argument. If he wins the cup, then it's oh, no it's then down. it's no question. There's no question. Yeah. There's no argument no more. So that's nope. what I'll say. I'll say right now you can argue it. It's just like LeBron James and Michael Jordan, right? LeBron James is the best. But, but people say that, but still, now it's the championships or how many times you lost in the finals. There's certain things that you have to do to stop people from debating that and unless price wins the cup it's always going to be debatable he's not he's not like you know stamping it down and saying no i'm the best of all habs goalie of all time i think it's debatable and it's always going to be there's going to be different people with different opinions it's going to be subjective it's just the way it is and for me personally i'm a wall guy i loved wall i wish he stayed but right now it's hard for me to say yes to that until the cup comes and maybe that's just me being greedy and wanting a cup. Yeah. But I, I like even though the numbers and when it comes to, you know, back then, I understand Patrick Wall had a lot better teams with a lot more skill that Carey Price has had to work with a lot Nothing. of shitty teams. He's carried these teams. Yeah. So in that aspect, that makes him amazing. It makes him very good. But unless you can take it all the way, that's what makes you the best. And so. I also think that that's what 
is so cool about hockey because you have so many superstars who are not considered to be, you know, legends of the game if they don't win cups, whereas in other sports, it's a little different. So, it, it you know, they say it's the hardest trophy in all of professional sports, and this goes to show you can have, like, a legendary goalie, the best guy, you know, best goalie numbers are the best, and he still won't be considered the best goalie unless he has that cup. Exactly, so, and you play. Yeah. You don't play the game for individual stats. You don't play the game right. for playoffs. You play the game for the ultimate holy grail, the Stanley Cup. So, and like when you get that, that's when you put yourself amongst the greatest. But he's gonna have one. So exactly, shortly this year. Um, okay, <laughs> so. If they get that fourth line together, it could be this year. All right. <laughs> okay. So, all right. There's been three players who've kind of, well, four players that kind of had up, up and down reviews from Habs fans. And we touched on them a little bit earlier. Not in that way, Gibby. Come You're on, always thinking dirty. Um, let's start with Xavier Willette. Gibby. Uh, okay, I feel like the last, the last couple games, he's finally settling in the bottom pairing. And he's actually not doing a terrible job. He's uh, he's pretty good. I find that he's actually very good at calming down the forecheck uh, in the back end and making the D to D pass to kind of just sizzle out the forecheck. And does he whisper in their ear, "Hey, bud, just slow down, just slow down." <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I'm gonna give everybody a grade that uh, we're gonna discuss. So, Mister Xavier Wallet, so far this year is a C plus. Um, he hasn't been bad. Wow. Yeah. He hasn't <laughs> been, <marker>. hasn't been <laughs> bad, but the welcome first Welcome to few, Professor Gibby's class. <laughs> welcome. Um, his first few games were shaky, so that's why, but now he's really starting to settle in. He's almost a B minus though. <laughs> <laughs> Just one wow. more test. That's all you need. <laughs> what about you, Lizzie? Um, yeah, I agree. I think the last few games, he's for sure been better. I thought he was pretty solid. I think that there's some small things he does that kind of have impressed me. Maybe they're not such big things that are so noticeable, but even last night he made a play where he was clearly outskated. I don't remember which star player it was, but he obviously wasn't going to get to the puck first. And he made like some really smart play where he just totally cut the guy off. Mm -hmm. So he couldn't get to the puck. And I was like, wow, that was was pretty smart play. It's not, you know, something so big or major, but I think there's some small things that I'm seeing that I like. Again, I don't know. I think, yeah, he's settling into the pairing. I think he's been okay. I'd probably give him a little higher than a C plus, but not much. C plus, C minus. Okay. She's gonna give him the B minus. Post secondary C plus <laughs> yeah, is actually very good. Really? I, I don't know. I think I think I think a, I think a B. I, listen, I think a B minus is fair for now. Listen. The guy makes mistakes. He still makes mistakes. Fine. A lot of defensemen are going to make mistakes. But I like his compete. He, he competes out there. He's, he's physical. Okay? He, he's clearing the crease. You know what I mean? He battles out there. And I feel like he's just like, this is one of those guys that you can tell that have kind of revived their career a bit. And he's proud to wear that sweater. I think this is something probably that he's always wanted. You know, hometown guy. And I think he's really coming here to try and earn his spot. And that's what is he's he shown. Is he a hometown guy? Xavier Wallet, I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean. Is he actually from Montreal? Is he actually from Montreal? Hey, listen, stats guy. Why don't you check it out? That's not a the stats. The name sounds that's fresh. Like I'm not going to argue with that. But 
Listen, I'm saying hometown guy. Yeah, like, don't hit me with the stats guy. <laughs> okay, That's here. not a stat. That's like where he's born. I don't know where okay, he's born. Okay, hold on. Xavier Willette. I'm, I'm searching up right now. He's probably from like Laval. I think he's actually from Laval. <laughs> he's from Laval. Or was that Dupre? Dupre? That's Dupre. Dupre, whatever, no, guys. Dupre. He's from France. He's from B- France? Bayonne, France is where he was born. See, you told you guys he wasn't from Quebec. Same thing. Anyway, it just seems like he feels at home here, okay? He feels at home. That's what I'm saying. He just feels like a guy who got a second chance and he's earning his spot. Listen, oh. it's not the prettiest. It's not the prettiest out there. I'm going to tell you, he makes mistakes. He's not the smoothest, but he competes. He works hard. And I think he's been mediocre to good. And that's why I'll give him a B minus. Okay. Hometown is France, man. France is the motherland. He probably looks. He probably. He probably is like listening to everybody speaking Quebecois, French Canadian. Like, oh and my he's god! Like, he's oh disgusted. my goodness! What is this? <laughs> he's disgusted. The difference in French, French, and French Canadian. Yeah, French yeah. Is they very hate drastic. it. I know. So yeah. All right. Way to discredit me, guys. Um, Sorry, <laughs> Jeff Petrie. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the... Jesus, I'm having a rough go here. Benefit of the doubt today, well, here, um, because in my opinion, he's not the top guy, and he's, pair, he's playing the top pairing position right now with Weber out. I think he's more of a second pairing guy, and I feel like he's had some mental lapses, and <laughs> for the most part, I feel like he's... Oh, listen, hold on. Let me interrupt here. So he was born in France. But he, <laughs> oh, my God. He, he's listen, still on this. He grew up in Terrabonne. Quebec. Okay. So he grew up oh, in Quebec. <laughs> All right. So there you go. He's a hometown guy. Louis. He's a hometown You're guy. Right. We'll, okay. We'll it's it. official. We'll let you have it's it. There official. you go. <laughs> Jesus, man. All right. He's a hometown guy. He's a hometown guy. It's official. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So with Petrie, Mr. Hefe, uh, we have to remember he's eating Shea Weber minutes. He's He's got a... He's, he's, uh, my critique on him is he's got to hit the damn net. Like, he cannot hit the net, especially on the power play. He's got poor shot choices. He's got to be smarter out there. Um, my overall grade for Petrie with his steady play is a B, okay? Um, despite what? His, yeah. Despite his hiccups, he's done a good job filling the very hard role to fill of Shea Weber. Yeah. You think that's harsh or you think that's good? I think that's harsh. All you right. Think, do you this think- is a guy... Go ahead, make this your is argument. This a guy who is so, so p- playing so far out of his position. Like this guy is not a first or number a number one D for sure not. And I don't know. I give it to him. I think he's working really hard. You're talking about somebody who's battling every night, um, earning his spot again, and er- you know has something to prove. So I. I respect that. I think on the power play, especially, you see the weaknesses, you know, come to light. Because, again, you're trying to replace that right wing Shea Weber, and it's just not even a close comparison. So, yeah, it's going to show a little more. Um, I agree. Shot selection is not great. I'm assuming he intends to hit the net, but doesn't happen (laughs) so often. I think he maybe should keep the pucks a little lower on the ice, maybe give somebody a chance to, you know, touch it because he's just whacking the puck off the boards and it's coming right down the ice. It like drives me nuts. Um, but yeah, I think, I think he's doing a good job. All things considered. I, the one thing that really scares me on that power play is that they have 
Petrie doing this like pinch right wing one timer, which has been successful. That being said, then you have Drew N who's playing the second defenseman. And that's really scary because I think mark my words, there will be a play. There will be a game where someone will get by Drew N or he'll be on a one-on-one and they will score shorthanded because that guy can't play defense to save his life. And I think Petrie on that pinch is a little scary but it's okay. It's been a little successful. I definitely would give him B plus, A minus. Um, again, I think without him, we'd be nowhere right now. So yeah, that's how I'm looking at it. I think I think a, an A minus is fair for what he has to do. The guy has to fill in. Listen, the guy, like when when you're expected to play out of your position, mistakes are going to happen. You know what I mean? It's just the way it is. You're going to make mistakes. He's he's eating a lot of minutes. He's expected to be the guy on the power play, create offense. He's doing okay. He is a frustrating player to watch, I know. We've all expected him to be, like, he's just, it is Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, one shift, he's out there, and he's skating like the wind, and he's amazing, and then the next shift... He stinks. It's like one shift, one minute he's Eric Carlson, the next he's Roman Polak. It's it happens like that. That's just the way it is. But he's playing out of his shoes right now, like you guys said. I think he's done okay. I think he's done okay with what what he has to, with the burden he's taken on. Mm-hmm. So I think an A minus is fine. I feel like sometimes he's getting a lot of unnecessary criticism. The one thing is the shot selection. Just Jeff, buddy. Got to get that together. The shot selection, for sure. He needs to do some target practice, you know? Yeah, he does. I would just like, buddy, you're going on the second sheet of ice here, and you're just taking clappers, and I want you to hit the... You're not leaving the ice until you hit 30 for 30 on the net. One time, 30? 30 30 out of 30. Jesus. Not even miss once. That's tough, man. My brother used to put me in net when (laughs) when I was a kid. And he's like, you're not going home until you save 10 in a row. And I never saved 10 in a row. <laughs> I stayed out there for hours on the pond. And, uh, yeah, good times. <laughs> Sounds like torture. <laughs> it was torture. Okay. Uh, jo- Joel. Joel Armia. Gibby. Um, he's played well. But for some reason, he's just a pure pass, empty net. He's passing guy. Okay. <laughs> Um, there's going to be a breakaway. He's going to be on a breakaway and he's going to pass it behind and reset the play. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, actually, you know what? He's actually not bad at breakaways. Yeah, I, but he's going to pass For it. some reason, that's one thing that he's actually pretty good at. I've seen him on breakaways. I think he's scored a breakaway goal for us. It was a two on one, actually, I think. Yeah, but he probably passed it and then like, <laughs> it was a rebound. He just, he meant it to in. pass it. Yeah. Honestly, I have no idea why he doesn't shoot more. He's got a good shot. Uh, he's he's got a couple. No man, he's tried to shoot. He can't. He has two goals though. Yeah, but he's tried so bad. He's tried to shoot. I don't think he's he's dude. He he's passing a lot. He's not taking a lot of shots that he like a lot of the open looks that he that he should. And he would actually help Kotka get a lot of more. But Kotka Kotka has put the this the the puck on his tape so many times. Yeah. Yeah, but by the time it's it's on his stick, it's off his stick because he's two seconds behind. Yeah, that's the play. his problem. That's yeah. his problem. Um, it's just too slow. Yeah. Overall, his play solid. Uh, haven't noticed anything too major to critique except for his pass first mentality and lack of finish. 
Um, he gets a D plus, right? Give <laughs> <laughs> no, he gets a B minus. Okay. Um, I honestly think that if he starts finishing and shoots more, I feel like he can score 15 to 20 goals this year for us. Lizzie. Um, yeah, I like him. I think the only thing I, th- I think about Armia is I just don't think he's really fit in anywhere yet. I think that he's kind of that one player that, like, our first two lines are pretty solid. The bottom line is maybe a, a bit of a mess. But he just he's one guy. He hasn't really connected with any player. He hasn't really had any, like, amazing chemistry anywhere yet. So I, that's the only thing. I think that once he finds a place where he fits, a player that he finds some chemistry with, I think he'll be okay. I don't think he has that chemistry with Kokaniemi. Again, I think that he's not on the same hockey mind as him. I think he's not reading the play as well. So, like I said, by the time the puck's on his stick, it's too quick. He's already missed the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, I think he just needs to play, find somebody who's more of the same mind of him. Maybe, um, you know, again, I think he's a third-line guy. I think Kokaniemi's not a third-line guy. And I think, so I don't think necessarily it's Armia that's the problem. I think he needs to be playing with maybe more people who are third line guys. And I, what I like about him is I like his size. I think he's a really big guy that plays, plays pretty quick and he, he's pretty good on the penalty kill too. So he is, he is. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's where he's most useful. I think there's a spot on, on there's a spot for this guy. He on hasn't this team. found his identity yet. I agree team. though. Yeah, exactly. But I do think there's a spot for him. I think he's a good penalty killer. I think he's, he's a good, he's a decent hockey player. I agree with Lizzie. I just, he, he hasn't fit in anywhere, but the way I look at it is, Instead of having a, th- a third and a fourth line, have two third lines. You can do that. That's why I'm saying mix in the blender. You don't need that go out and body check line anymore. You don't need that. Mm-hmm. Look around the league. There's not too many teams yeah. that have those fourth lines anymore. It's just it's impossible. They'll get eaten up on the ice. So wh- what I'm saying is find the combination where Armia put the, those li- put those lines in the blender. Find the combination where Armia has somebody he can play with, where I think he's more suited on the fourth line, because like you said, you, Kot Kaniemi's giving him beautiful passes, but he's just not finishing. Kot Kaniemi needs a guy who can put the puck in the net, who can react quick, who's got a good shot, and who's creative, just like he is. Where I think Armia is a good player, he works hard. But he just doesn't have that touch, and that's what he's missing. But I definitely like his penalty killing. I think he, he's a useful player. I think there's a spot for him, just, mm-hmm. just not with Kotka Niemi. Mm-hmm. Got to be somewhere else. And I feel like he is kind of dragging down that line a bit with Byron too. Byron has been so quiet on that yeah. line. I feel like th- I think he's me- injured. Well, he is now, but... No, but I think he was playing the past few games. Could be. like He, like didn't, a, he didn't seem like himself. Yeah, he didn't look like his usual self. I'll, I think I, it's true. But I do think that Armia might be the guy who's kind of bringing that line down a bit. They got to yeah. put somebody who's suited for their style a little more. And I think, like I said, Armia could stay for now, but not on that line. Mm-hmm. I'll give him a solid C. C. Yeah. Wow. You guys are tough. All right, last guy, and this guy has been up, down, 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 side up. Matt Pekka. Um, 
I feel like Matthew Pekka is the JDLR replacement. But <laughs> did, okay, but did we make a mistake? Did we make a mistake maybe of no <laughs> of, of keeping him over JDLR? Because he hasn't impressed. No, but I find that he's no. got a little bit more offensive flair to him than JDLR has had. Um, but he's had games where I wonder why he even why we even let JDLR walk. Um, I didn't expect much from him when we actually got him, but guys like Treg, uh, they spoke very highly of him. So I've been seeing shades of what they're talking about, but I'm not overly impressed. Plus, he's on the fourth line, so his 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 ice time's very limited. So my grade might be a little bit harsh just because he hasn't played. I didn't see like I haven't seen too much of him on the ice, so I'm gonna give him a C plus. Um, I mean, I think I don't think he's a fourth line guy. I think he should be on the third line. Okay, that's my opinion. Lizzie, what do you think of uh, Mike Pekka's son, Matthew? <laughs> um, no, I actually I agree. I think C plus is pretty fair. Whoa, I, I hasn't, you agree? Yeah, wow. I agree. See? I think I think we convinced uh, Gibby to be a little more fair though. No. I agree. I was actually expecting him to say much worse, to be honest. <laughs> um, he hasn't looked that good. I also think part of the problem is just the fourth line's been, hasn't, you know, in and out. Not, no one's really sure who's playing. I think that's a little bit hard for players. They never really know who their line mates are going to be. Um, not playing a lot of ice time. I think all of that has, you know, matters. But at the end of the day, not looking great. So... I think he's he's played bad enough to sit out. I definitely think yeah. that. I think he's he's played bad enough to sit out. Um like I said, I just you got to put those two lines through the blender here and we got to see we got to match up somebody. We got to see what the right combination is. Right now it's not working with them. It's just not. There's no chemistry on on that line. That fourth line has yes a couple good shifts yesterday, but still just not consistent enough. I I think I'm going to have to give Matt Pekka a D plus. Wow. I'm going to give him a D plus. I think a D, a D plus. plus is just a fail now. Like, I don't... Well, because to tell you the truth, I just... Preseason was good from him. Preseason yeah, was good. good. But ever since the season started, I just haven't seen it yet. And maybe Gibby's right. Maybe he's not a fourth-line player. But at the same time, it's like, what is a fourth-line player? It doesn't exist anymore. No, you it, don't go out there and body regard, check. Okay. It's no, just, no, no, you're you're no, going okay. head to head. It's one line against another line. You're mm. you you going head to head. The the what you need to do is create chances and put the puck in the net. Yeah, no, I'm my definition of a fourth line guy at this point is okay. That whole body bumping and grinding thing that's out the window. I'm talking fourth line guy, a guy that's going to get nine to twelve minutes a game and make the best of his time and make the best of his time. I don't think Pekka is. A 9 to 12 minute guy. I think he's more of a 12 to 15 minute guy. Right, but he's going to have to adjust and make it happen in that time if he wants to earn a, di- a higher spot. You're not going to yeah. move him up the lineup if he's not doing anything. Yeah. You got to create something. You but got- I also think they need to create an identity for the fourth line because you're yeah. saying it's not a bump and grind kind of line, but then you're putting the glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there. what so I mean. That's what I mean. It doesn't I think, really make sense. I agree. And I think they're mixing the wrong guys with the wrong guys. It's it, That's why I say put it in the blender. Find the right combination because you got two guys, You got one guy who wants to put everybody through the boards. You got one little <laughs> speedy center. You, you, know, you it's got like, a guy that... <laughs> a big gust of wind's gonna come out. He's gonna get a concussion. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. It's just like find the right combination, right? Yeah. If you got Delorier thinking hit 
first and not thinking about retrieving the puck, then those other guys, it's just useless. Yeah. yeah. So you have to find, I agree with you guys, identity. What is the identity of the fourth line? Yeah. So, gonna, but gonna... right now it's not working and Matthew Pekka hasn't looked good. He's looked bad defensively. He, he, he's obviously not doing something right. So that's why I gave him the D plus. Okay. Fair? Fair. Fair. Yep. He fails. Okay. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> I'm going to have to tell your father, Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, all right. Now let's uh, switch gears here. It's time for worst Halloween costumes and best Halloween costumes of 2018. Gibby, let's start with you. Okay. So I was scrolling through some Instagrams. Um, I saw a really funny one. I saw there was a kid dressed up as Tom Wilson and like he was in a, like a penalty box. Oh, that was on checklists. Yeah, I thought that one yeah, was pretty funny. Um, I always like the you know the like you know the ones where it's kind of like you're riding a horse or like an animal and like yeah. the person's legs are dangling, but they're not, <laughs> and it, like the animal's legs are actually your legs. Like I love those costumes; those are hilarious. Like I saw one time, I saw one recently. It was uh, Yoshi, a, like a Mario riding Yoshi costume. I like that one. All right, and that was your okay. What about what about okay, Lizzie? What about you? Best. Okay, so I thought we were speaking specifically about the halves players. Oh, we <laughs> so, were. No, no, we were talking just best of. Oh. Yeah. Well, I didn't get that that memo, but I'll just stick with my <laughs> original idea, anyways. I thought I don't know if anyone saw Delorier's Halloween costume. It was probably the best thing he's done yeah, cast this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was really good, and like the. His girlfriend or wife or whoever it was was Wilson. The, yeah, the yeah, ball. Wilson. The yeah. ball. It's great. That's, that's that was good. pretty good. That was creative. I like yeah, that one. Yeah, but actually. I did see the Wilson in the penalty box. That was great. That one was good. Yeah, yeah I like that. What's your favorite costume, Lewis? Okay, so my favorite so far are I, I you know I saw the filter no filter you see those ones with like the girlfriend and boyfriend yeah and it says hashtag filter hashtag no filter so the boyfriend is like the no filter He's okay like, I thought that was pretty funny okay. yeah that was cool uh, I didn't see that you didn't see it so yeah it's pretty no. funny it's the girlfriend is like filter and she's got like the little stars around her head like the Snapchat filter yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the boyfriend is just straight up him <laughs> and he's hashtag no filter yeah that's that's good. pretty <laughs> creative. Uh, there was a homemade gritty costume that a, a lady made. It was really good. Like that one, I thought was good. The "That's none of my business" meme was a frog, like a, a lady in a frog costume with oh the, with, the, with the mug. I really liked that. And the flamenco girl emoji. She, you know, like the the girl in the dress, oh, the yeah, flamenco yeah, yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought that one's pretty cool. Man, uh, you said you said best, not like top ten. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> these are the ones that I like. Like these are good. I thought what I saw this year. Okay, okay. Okay, worse. Bad costumes. Uh bad costumes? The construction worker costume, man. I think it's trash. That's I know, that's so like especially <laughs> the guys that you know were construction. Like, that's my life, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they dress up with a Is hard that hat, the high visibility vests, like the jeans. No, I don't mind it. Man, it's twenty eighteen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they got to get creative. If you're going to be a construction worker, get creative. Be like a, a, a construction worker that just got his hand chopped off or something. Do something creative. Like, be creative. Let's go. Yeah. That's the worst. What about you, No, Lizzie? it's also, what about, like, the people who just wear, like, a sports jersey? Yeah, like, they're just like, I'm a hockey player. Yeah, anybody who yeah. just throws on a sports jersey is trash. Like, come on, man. 
Yeah, I don't like that. That's terrible. What's another really bad one? I don't know. I'm kind of. You got any Lizzie? To Blake. Um, bad costumes. I mean, I think yeah, the jersey is definitely lame. Um, I saw a lot of unicorns this year. I don't know, unicorns so is a new, a new thing. Everyone's a unicorn all of a sudden, and I don't really understand it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or it's, it could be from the My Little Pony, right? No, the show. No, it was like <laughs> no, everyone was just no? a unicorn. No, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I, I didn't get it, but. Um, yeah, I thought that some a lot of the Habs costumes were really good, actually. But dude, Charles Houdon was uh, what the hell was that? <laughs> that was what do you terrible. Mean, Angela and Carrie were Mario and Luigi. Yeah. That's so lame. That's no, lame. But that it's was okay. Cute. Those are I, those I can. Cute? Those yeah. I don't mind. Those I don't mind. But Charles Houdon was like a Hawaiian fuck tourist. <laughs> like yeah, it was terrible. Okay, listen, me though, nurse. Any nurse bunnies or cats? Get out of here, bud. That, like no, that's lazy. Uh, like you said, sports jerseys. The, I saw one. Like, with a, it's, this one's stupid, but it's a snake charmer, and the snake is coming out of the guy's pants, and he's got a flute. That's a, like stupid. Um, I like that. That's pretty, that's pretty <laughs> creative, I think that's man. Good. Really? That's I think creative. that's stupid. Raining like men. That? There was one with a girl with an umbrella with a whole bunch of like uh, faces of men hanging, and it's a raining men costume. Dumb. I like that too. Really? Creative, Come on. That's creative. And Beyonce, a girl that like okay. with a B mixed with Beyonce. She's dressed as a bumblebee mixed with Beyonce. Beyonce. That's tacky. Terrible. That's really yeah, tacky. I don't know. You guys like raining men? That's creative. I like that's that. Terrible. That's creative. I give it creativity points. That's creative. Yeah, I've never time. seen that, so that's great. Like All right, but you guys can agree with the bunnies, the cats, yeah, the nurses. Are, like, dude, terrible. come on, those man. Or terrible. just like anybody who throws on like a little mask. If you're gonna do it, do it right. Yeah. I'm trying to think yeah. of a, like the the ones that are so like when girls dress up as uh, like what do they dress up as a lot? Like what's a common. The cat. Yeah, a bunny, yeah, and a the cat, cat, and a yeah, nurse. All those, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and apparently now a pony. Yeah, like, no, yeah unicorn, unicorn, unicorn. Oh, yo, yeah, I saw. I, yo, unicorns seen, coming next next yeah. year on this list. I've seen like yeah. three. I've seen three girls on Instagram post like, uh, be uh, be a unicorn, be unique or whatever. I don't know. I can't remember what the. I give respect. Yeah, quote yeah, was. yeah. I saw that. I give respect. <laughs> I give respect to anybody who does like the hot, like intense makeup and like cuts yeah. and blood. I give respect to those yeah. people. They they really take their time. Yeah. All right. Before you go, you know what time it is, Gibby. What time is it, Louis? Weekly sports picks. Weekly sports picks. Weekly sports picks. All right. Don't judge us, Lizzie. <laughs> Break it down. I would never. All right. So, um, last week's picks, I did very well. I went two and two. Um, you went two and two. You get two games. Yeah. Or sorry, two for two. <laughs> two for two. Two for two. I got two win- two wins. Okay. Um, two and zero. Oh. I chose Mini Pop to win, and they won four one. I chose St. Louis to win. They won seven three. Now, Lewis, you went one and one. Okay. Okay. Bad. I can deal with that. You chose Nashville to win. They won 4-3. You chose Philly to win. They lost. Now, Lizzie, you went one and one as well. 
Uh, you. This was a weird one because I was. I thought this one was like a sure thing. No, and he chirped you on the last yeah, episode. I, did. I, I don't know, know if you heard that, but he said Lizzie's. I pe- heard Lizzie's picking the easy ones, and I said, "Yo, Arizona's hot." Yeah. And you said, oh, blah, blah, blah. So there you go. Giddy. And they actually they you chose Tampa and they lost seven one to Arizona. That's yeah, terrible. I know, and I bet on them too. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> That's a double double. So I double lost. But oh, you, man. you got St. Louis right with me seven three. They won. Yeah, um, finally. So now we're. The, the race is getting close. I'm it's five. It's getting and close. Five. Lizzie was off to a hot start, but we're back. I'm five and five. You're five and five. Lizzie's six and four. Oh, we're coming, Lizzie. So I need <laughs> I need to Shit. I need to go two and zero oh again. All right. So uh, my new picks are Winnipeg versus Florida. I'm taking Winnipeg three two. Um, Chicago versus Calgary. I'm taking Chicago three one. Okay, Lizzie. What are your picks? Okay, I am taking. Let's hear your easy throwaway games. No way. Okay, I'm <laughs> taking the Hurricanes over the Golden Knights. That's a good pick. Um, I'll say four to one. Are mm-hmm. we saying scores? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The scores are the extra points if you get it right. Right. Okay. Loser point. And I will take the Flames over the Blackhawks. Um, I'll take them three to two. Okay. You're just like counterbalancing me, eh? You're just trying... You don't want Gibby to succeed. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. I'm so doing so bad in fantasy. You, I have to you, win. You something. chose... <laughs> yeah, we chirped yeah, you about Yeah, by that the way, you, you, <laughs> you got a beat down last <laughs> yeah. week. Come on, man. Horrible. The name is on the line, Lizzie. I know. It's time for you to have a closed-door meeting. Around the <laughs> troops. Let's go. Um, <laughs> so did you choose a Florida-Winnipeg on Friday? No. Oh, uh, is, that a, like, is that a thing? No, but did you? No, that's a Thursday game. Okay, because I'm choosing the Florida-Winnipeg on Friday. Let me confirm. It's a 2 o'clock game. I have it. Uh, uh, Lizzie's probably on faster than me. Friday? That's yeah, the game I I'm chose. Choosing. I chose the Thursday. Yeah, Friday, one. Friday, Florida, so that, Winnipeg. Okay, so no, I'm they, cho- play, they play back-to-back. So. Okay, so I'm, I'm choosing that one, and I'm okay. choosing Winnipeg 4-2. Okay. okay, and then on Sunday, I'm taking Tampa to beat Ottawa 4-3. Okay. Deal? deal we good we're good we're good all right lizzie thanks again for joining us we'll talk to you soon thanks guys go habs go what if you could listen to what the most decorated olympic athlete of all time was listening to as he gets focused for the biggest race of his life what if you could hear what your favorite athlete was listening to while he was warming up catching balls in the end zone or what that snowboarder was listening to while they were flying 150 feet through the air what if you could listen to whatever anyone was listening to at the same point in time as them. What have I told you? Now you can. Biggity, biggity, back. Back at it again. Lewis and Gibby. Gibby and friends. Um, It's time for... Oh, actually, Gibby, uh, Sunspot app. Tell them about it. Sunspot. Connecting people with creators. Create a playlist. Add tracks. Share the link. Listen to music at the exact same time as your friends. A silent disco for the World Wide Web. No ads. No fees. All yours. Sync. Stream. Share. share. 
All right, now it's time for Quick Thoughts. So all this talk about the league being skilled but getting soft. Gibby, if you were in the show, if you were in the NHL, what position would, would you play and what would your role be? Assistant coach. Equipment, <laughs> equipment manager. Equipment manager, bottle boy, water boy? No, uh, I'd probably play defense. Uh... Yeah, I'm pretty. I played defense before, <laughs> and uh, I don't think I would have the speed at forward. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, and I'm good at breaking up two on ones. Uh, yeah, I'd probably play defense. And he he can't stop. I mean, he doesn't stop. I mean, he can't stop. Won't stop. Not by choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, that guy just keeps skating. It's because he can't stop. <laughs> if it was me, man, I'm a right winger. Yeah, scoring, scoring the the, the garbage I'm just, I'm just a guy who goes straight to the net, man, and gets a, get to clean up the garbage. Yeah, <laughs> zero hands, zero skill, just picking <laughs> north to south. I'm a north to south player. That's it. <laughs> no east to west, just north to south, back and forth, back and forth, and I'll be I'll be scoring like ten goals a year. But you know, but in important a beer league, it'll be important. In it'll be important. League. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. me. Um. <laughs> Now, if you were creating a player, like we've all done this in NHL, you create your player. What would your ideal attributes be if you were creating a player? So give me the height and weight first. Okay, his height and weight would be 6'2", 210 pounds. All right. And now I want you to choose one of these categories. So he's a, is he going to be a speedster, a glider, positionally sound, or a net crasher? Um, he's going to be positionally sound. Okay. Positionally sound. And number two, does he have a heavy clap bomb, a beauty wrister, steady backhand cheds, or hand eye, eagle eye? Um, I'm going to go with a heavy, no, sorry, beauty wrister. All right. So your guy is going to be what? 6'2". 6'2", 210 pounds, positionally sound with a beauty wrister. All right. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. What, what's yours? My guy, I probably will make him 6'3", 200 mm-hmm. pounds, even, 200 even pounds. I think that's good. And he's definitely going to be a net crasher uh, <laughs> with a hand-eye, eagle-eye. Just, you know, deflect his buddy. Let's go. Come on. Boom. Deflections. Okay. Deflections all day. Okay. That's my guy. Okay. All right. Okay. That's me, really, in real life. Okay. (laughs) All right. Now, it's time for another edition of Gotta Have It or Trash It. Hey! Hey. Welcome, everybody. It's Lewis Lewington, your host, for another edition of Gotta Have It or Trash It. Today, your contestant is the same contestant as always. Yes, that's me. Mr. Gibby. Hello. I'm here. So, Mr. Gibby, mm-hmm. goalies are complaining about feeling the shots and potentially getting hurt. So, should the NHL protect the goalies and go back to bigger goalie equipment? Gotta have it or trash it? I'm going to trash it. I'm going to trash it because, uh, listen, you signed up for the <laughs> Okay, you signed up. <laughs> you signed up for the job. You know, you know what it's doing. If if they have science behind the goalies poten- potentially getting concussions affecting their overall health, then I'm gonna have to have it. 
But uh, they don't have any science behind it just yet, so I'm going to trash it for now. But they're feeling shots. They're saying they're getting injured. What if somebody gets hurt at an important time? That's Shouldn't we protect the goalies? Okay, or you think they're it. just making protect, excuses because they want to the make more saves? Protect the goalie. Protect the goalie. Got to have it. I'm changing my opinion. Oh, really? Yeah. Too bad. You can't do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thoughts of the NHL introducing marijuana-based pain meds. Got to have it or trash it. Got to have it. It's a natural remedy, so I uh, might as well uh, introduce it. And now that we've legalized... <laughs> now that we've legalized <laughs> marijuana in Canada, second, uh, second country in the world, um, yeah, I think it's, it's a right thing to do. I agree with you. I couldn't agree more. I think uh, it's something that they should uh, explore, and this could be better than your actual pharmaceuticals. People get addicted, and it doesn't end up good. Okay. So the NHL introduced the Global Series. The NFL and other leagues have been playing regular season games in other countries as well. Uh, do you got to have this or trash it? Uh, got to have it. Try to promote it outside of North America. Okay. Try to promote it outside of North America because we all know the NHL is a North American game. Um, but regular season games, Gibby. Yeah, why not? Why not? I got a habit. Don't you think you're robbing one team of a home game, though? No, got a habit. I'm done with it. I'll give, you an ex- I'll give you an example. The Buffalo Bills used to do the Toronto series, and they would rob. Literally, it was the worst. Okay. They'd always lose. Yeah, but that's because they suck, not because of home field No, advantage. trust me. It was just like they hated it. All the fans there, nobody was a Bills fan. I don't know if uh, I can support that, but yeah. you got to have it. You got to have it. This is you on, on the chair, not me. Okay. Uh, people who give more than 100%. Got to have it or trash it. In what aspect? Like, you in know, sports? 110%. In 100, sports? Just in, any, any aspect. Okay. Just I, people who say, I got to give it 110%. I'm going to give it 120%. 200%. In terms of uh, life and stuff, uh, I'm going to have it. In terms of sports, I'm going to trash it because... I can't stand <laughs> heroes. I can't stand heroes. I can't. So you're stand saying in life you're you're okay with somebody saying I'm going to give it 110 percent. Yeah, but in sports it's no good. No, don't be a hero. Don't be a superstar. Like especially guys in beer league that go that that go like 110 percent and act like gohards. Like settle down, please. It's like I got to go to work tomorrow morning. Uh, let's relax here. Thanks. Okay. All right. Okay. I got you. Good, yeah. good. Okay. And adults who dress up for Halloween, got a habit or trash it? Well, I'm dressed up right now, so I got a habit. Got a habit. All right. Yeah. It's always good to dress up. Mr. Dress Up. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen. And that was another edition of Got a Habit or Trash It. All right, Gibby. All right. It's time for you to give us a fantasy hockey update. All right. So last week's matchups are finished. So we have Hellborn Habitant beating my Grab My Pekka's 8 3. Alsner's Ulcers, Lewis beating Team Domination 6 4. Hey, he squeaked one out. Montreal Rehabs beating Maxstro World 7-2. Rags to Roche. Dummied. I know what I'm drewing. 12-1. Whoa. Hey. Got to go back to the drawing board there, bud. Yeah. Closed uh, door meetings. Are you Closed sure door you know meetings. what you're drewing? Somebody needs a, a conditioning stint. I'll yeah. tell you that. Send them down. Uh, Bergie's fourth liners beats Attitude Era 6-5. Hey, Treg's on the road, and he, he's still, he's still you know, he's still out at sea. Out. Guy's still out at sea, out. and he's still doing it. Uh, Forever Canadians fan 
beats Pasto, Pasta Primovera 8-4. Oh. And oh, Lizzie. Oh. We got to talk to Lizzie. Oh. He didn't even bring this yeah, up. We, we didn't really her forgot. On. Yeah. <laughs> How you drew in. Beats our very own Girl LaFleur. Yeah. 9 2. Oh, Actually, I shouldn't really talk. I lost 8 3. I only... Well, listen, you know, if you look at the standings, the Habilison crew ain't doing too good. We're yeah. in the middle of the pack in it right now. But hey, what place am I? In? We'll be back. We'll be in the middle of the pack. I'm, at the, I'm, I'm, I'm in 10th, and Lizzie's in like <laughs> 11th. There's only like 12 of us, man. We're Lizzie and I are doing terrible. <laughs> well, I'm in the middle of the pack. <laughs> yeah, you're in the middle. Whatever. Your ulcers are. You seem to be taking like Pepto Bismol or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's good for all Me neither. I'm not but, a doctor. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I plan on coming back. You know. So uh, Gibby, uh, before we go, just another reminder. Tell them where to find your Movember page. Yes. So I'm going to be on Twitter. Um, Lewis is going to be retweeting me with the Habilison page. He's going to be supporting the cause. All Habs is also doing the Movember. Uh, help me out here. The Movember. Challenge. I Challenge. Know. I don't know. I guess we'll go with that. The Movember cause, the Movember fundraiser. Um, so I'll be posting progress pics of the stash. Um, I'll post my Instagram if you guys want to follow me on Instagram as well. And yeah, I'll be posting the links uh, of uh, my page to donate and support, do whatever. If you guys want to join the team, you guys are more than welcome to join the team. Yeah, look at and just follow anybody on the All Habs yeah. team. And, and just yeah. support the cause. I think it's it's a great thing that it people is, it do. Is. And you're sacrificing your looks because, come on. Yeah, I look terrible without a yeah, beard. Yeah, I can't, I can't do it. I got, like, engagement photos and stuff coming up, so. Yeah. The fiancé won't allow me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, sorry. Yeah, I posted. But uh, I will be donating. Yeah. I posted to my different, w- a lot of different people. So yeah, I posted, that's how I will support. I posted uh, I, I, what? what? I posted, uh, okay. Posted the reaction <laughs> of uh, my fiance. She was not having it. Uh, yeah, we saw that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, she wasn't having it, and she actually didn't even. And have, she brought you cupcakes though, or yeah, something, right? Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, at least she, you got cupcakes. She instantly nagged me. She instantly nagged me as soon as she walked in the door. Not even a smooch. No, because so I have this thing where I forget to close the door sometimes. Like I forget to yeah, lock I heard it. That, yeah, and she thinks we like live in the Bronx. Like we're gonna get <laughs> robbed every day. So she always gets mad that I don't it's lock like the Milton, door. Like Milton, Ontario. There's cows next. <laughs> yeah, man. Like we live in farmland and stuff. So settle down. So yeah, she instantly nags me. But yeah, okay. that's about it. And uh, yeah, besides that, it's uh, go Habs go. Go Habs. Hopefully go. we can uh, pull it together. Get the boys going. Uh, saddle up. Let's go. Get a goal. A couple taps on the shinies. Get those sniffing salt cell boys and let's put it together. Um, follow go. the all Habs scenes. Lots of articles. Uh, lots of podcasts. All kinds of stuff. Allhabs.net. AHL.report. You know where to find us by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all we got for now. See ya later. Have a great time.